Hey, what's going on, family? Welcome to another episode of The Finance Bro. We have real conversations with real people about money. Today, I want to talk to everyone about why having a growth mindset is essential to financial freedom or to pursuing financial freedom, right? So before we get too far into it, let's talk about what a growth mindset is first. So a growth mindset allows you to embrace failure as an opportunity for learning, right? And you learn to embrace new challenging situations that will allow you to grow instead of typically shying away from them. A growth mindset will, you know, help you shape your environment by removing distractions and allowing you to add people and resources to your environment that can influence your growth. People don't really realize how how much of their situation can be changed just by developing a mindset that's worthy of changing their situations. Now, I want y'all to listen to that and say it back with me. You have to be or you have to develop a mindset that is worthy of changing your situation. That's essential because, you know, too often people try to focus on fixing the system or their processes instead of fixing themselves. And they'll say things like, you know, budgeting doesn't work for me. Um, when in reality, it wasn't the tool that didn't work. It was the person using it, right? You can't expect for your circumstances to grow and become better when you're still the person that needs to grow to become that better person. So the two things have to go hand in hand. And to, you know, the more people that understand that, the more people are going to start to see success, be it with their personal finances, with their jobs, with their relationships, whatever it may be. But that internal growth is essential and you have to set yourself up and, you know, do the work to get that growth in order to experience the things that you need. So a growth mindset is vital for success because when it comes to personal finance, because, you know, one, it'll help you address pride and when it comes to personal finance, pride is one of the biggest things that stops people from reaching their personal finance goals, right? So, you know, instead of just asking someone a question or, you know, telling someone that you need help, now, you know, you like, ah, I'll figure it out. They don't need to know what's going on. When in reality, if you were to ask that person for help or, you know, express that things weren't as necessarily as you would like them to be, that person probably would have been willing to help you and you could have prevented yourself from, you know, experiencing the same pain over and over again um, just because you didn't want to ask anyone and you know a growth mindset will also help you eliminate making excuses you know I I see it a lot people are like hey you know I know this was your goal you're supposed to have this paid off by this month what happened oh well you know this happened that happened uh, my friend came into town and or I had to take this trip to go somewhere on this vacation because I needed it and it's like Yo, these are all excuses at the end of the day. You didn't prioritize, you know, reaching your goals, which is why you jump into every reason why you couldn't do it instead of, you know, making the choice to say, hey, this is what I need to do. And I'm going to make that the priority. You know, and another thing is is self-accountability. You know, um, a lot of people have a hard time holding themselves accountable to their goals. You know, accountability when it comes to personal finance, that looks like, you know, maybe not pressing order on DoorDash and going in the kitchen and seeing what you have. Maybe that's telling, you know, your friends that, hey, I can't come out to this event at the club this weekend because I need to get my money right to do XX and X, be it pay off, you know, a credit card or or do whatever you need, right? And, you know, also, it'll also help you find an accountability partner because when you're focused on growth, you're going to start realizing the traits that you're trying to develop to help yourself get to that next level. And when you select an accountability partner, you're either looking for someone who already displays those traits that you're looking for, or 
you're looking for someone who's on the same path as you and you both think that the same traits are important so that you can work on those together and hold each other accountable to them. But before someone else can hold you accountable, I say this a lot. You have to learn to hold yourself accountable because you can't expect me as your accountability partner to come and push you to do everything. You have to have that internal drive. You have to find it and you have to, you know, remind yourself of why whatever you're trying to do is important enough to you to make sure that you're doing those things. Um, you know, growth mindset will also allow you to be honest with yourself as well as others, right? And I put an emphasis on yourself because a lot of times we're able to fool ourselves more than we're able to fool or fool others, right? So if you can't be honest with yourself about your situation, the things you're doing right, the things you're doing wrong, it's going to be very hard for you to be honest with someone else who isn't around you 24-7 to really evaluate how you're spending your time, the decisions that you're making and other things, right? So learn to be honest with yourself and make that a goal of yours. And then, you know, another big thing is a growth mindset breaks you out of just being comfortable. You know, one of the kind of even talking about, you know, people being comfortable kind of makes me uncomfortable, right? Because <clears throat> in order to to grow and do things that will be satisfactory to you and make you feel like that you're you're living the life that you're supposed to, you will have to get comfortable with being uncomfortable. And what that's going to allow you to do is look for ways to continue growing. And you'll know that, hey, because I feel uncomfortable doing this thing, maybe I am moving in the right direction. And I'm not saying uncomfortable is like, you know, it's a bad decision or, you know, it makes you feel uncomfortable because it may be unsafe. Like, no, uncomfortable in a sense of, hey, I'm not going to run up whatever this is on this credit card. Or, hey, I'm not going to buy that pair of shoes that I wanted because I can put that money somewhere else to help me reach this goal. Right. So you have to just be comfortable, you know, with the even changing your environment. Right. So, you know, there are people who have realized that if I want to do this, maybe I do need to get roommates, which is uncomfortable. Right. Like everyone wants their own space. But at the end of the day, getting those roommates will allow you to reach your goal, you know, two, three times faster, whatever that may be, than if you were comfortable in your own environment. Right. But also knowing that the faster you reach your goals now, the more the sooner you can get back to being comfortable. Right. But it's a small time sacrifice for long-term reward. And we got to re recognize that, you know, what are the things that I'm doing now that are providing me comfortability that are currently preventing me from reaching my goals, especially financially at a, at a rate that I would like to. Um, but overall, you know, too many people claim to have attempted to get to have, to have attempted to get their finances in order. And, you know, they say things like the plan failed due to things out of my control. And majority of the time, their failure was due more to an inability to remove negative habits and make positive habits a part of their daily routine. Um, for some reason, people tend to think that, you know, they can go to the next level while maintaining the comforts of their current situation. And those two things just don't go together. And no matter how hard you try, you know, a square will never go into a circle. And for those of you who are able to kind of force it in there, it still ain't gonna work for you the way you expect to, right? So you have to put those things in order because at the end of the day, growth requires change. And uh, so now I kind of just want to talk through uh, a process of setting yourself up for success when it comes to being successful with your personal finance, so that you can, you know, reach financial freedom. So, you know, step one would really be just identifying your goal. So, if your goal is to become financially free, 
then you need to figure out first where you are financially. Uh, you can't figure out, you know, what steps to take if you don't even know where you are. So you need to sit down and and audit your finances and, you know, account for all things positive and negative. You know, what what are the debts that I have? You know, do, what are the incomes that I have currently? Do I have anything in savings? Are there any investments? Like take, look over everything to see where you are. And, you know, the more time you take to do this accurately, the more effective your future planning is going to be. You know, a lot of people try to rush this and, you know, just glance over and do a rough estimate. And then they keep coming back later on and finding out that there's more debts. You know, there's a collections account that they forgot about. You know, maybe they have a couple charge off accounts they forgot about. And or maybe this account is delinquent and they haven't got it back um, current yet. All these things need to be identified before this plan goes because then you're going to be able to make the most effective plan for yourself uh, the next step is really going to be evaluating why that goal is important to you so if your goal is to become financially free that has to have some type of meaning for you so what will being financially free allow you to do what would allow you to pursue right so if you don't have a strong why for this goal then you're going to find it very difficult to see it through when you have setbacks. And the last thing you want is for a setback to, you know, stop your momentum. A setback really is nothing. You have to just stop, evaluate, all right, cool, and you keep pushing. But if you don't have a reason to look back and say, hey, I know that this is important. I have to keep pushing because this is going to allow me to do this. You know, becoming financially free will mean this for me. It will mean this for my family. These things are what you have to keep in, in the front of your mind. And you know, I tell people sometimes, you know, write out why that goal is important to you, you know, maybe take a screenshot of it and make that your screensaver on your phone, you know, write it out and, you know, on a sticky note, put it on your mirror in your bathroom. So you look at it every morning, you know, I put another one on my steering wheel. If you got a work, a workstation at work, put it on there. Like you want to continually remind yourself of why this goal is important to you, because the more you can, you know, ingrain that into your brain of why it's important the less important all the things that don't matter are going to become and you're going to start making decisions that are going to help you more aggressively attack that goal of becoming financially free. Now, the third step would really be identifying the habits that are currently keeping you from reaching your goal. Um, you know, the interesting part about this is that most people will tell you exactly what habits they have that are holding them back. They just can't really convince themselves to change the habit in order to continue seeing progress, right? It's like, oh, well, yeah, I know that I eat out too much, but I don't really like to cook. All right, well, you got to figure something out. Or, yeah, you know, my friends really like to go out on the weekends and we like to enjoy each other. So we always go out to, you know, X and X club or the bars and we do this and this. And it's like, all right, I got it. But can y'all not find a more cost effective way to spend time together and still have fun? Right. Because that action is directly going against the goal that you set for yourself every time you go in the, into the, that club or that bar you're spending you know 150 dollars on on drinks and tables and things of that nature and that adds up you know so you want to make sure that um when you're doing identifying these habits you're going to be as critical as possible of yourself you know so <clears throat> you have to and if those things like eating out or going to the club every weekend are slowing you down then you need to make an active decision to remove those practices from your life you know if you're spending too much gas because you're driving you know state to state to hang out with friends every week like maybe you need to pick one weekend you know to start with every month 
to cut down on your gas expenses so that you can do something else, right? Or if that requires you to get hotels or Airbnbs, like all of those expenses, you need to figure out how to cut those things out, which means you're going to have to make some changes. And if the people that you're doing those things with truly do care about you, then they're going to support whatever decision you make to reach that goal. Um, so then, you know, once you identify those bad habits, you then need to identify new habits that you can replace the old habits with. So, you know, maybe instead of watching your TV shows for three hours every night, you replace that three hours with reading a book that's going to help you learn more about the goals that you're setting for yourself, you know, or maybe you're going to listen to a podcast instead or watch, you know, something educational on YouTube to teach you about something that can help you further your, your um, path or your direction towards your goals, right? So, because at the end of the day, these new habits need to become a system, a consistent part of your life. And your habits will really make your brand, make or break your plan every time, you know, so if you are consistent with good habits, they're going to help carry you forward. If you allow bad habits to continually come back into your life, you're going to see that your goals and your progress towards your goals seems to continually fall short. And that's what we don't want. So we want to identify the bad goals, replace them with good goals and make that a consistent part of your uh, day every day. And then, you know, next you want to identify resources that can help you, right? Because everyone needs resources. You know, you hear all this, uh, I, I did it by myself. I got it out of the mud, blah, blah. And like, that's cool. And for those, those people that have done that, you know, I ultimate respect to them, but majority of people don't have to do things on their own. They just convince themselves that they have to, to prove a point, but you're not really proving the point to anyone. I've never looked at anyone who had support from people or asked people for help and reached their goals and thought less of them, right? So that's something to keep in mind. So, um, you know, there's always a person or a book with the information that we're looking for at the end of the day. And it's up to us to one, find it. And two, you know, not only take the information that those things provide to us, but we also, once we get that information, we need to action it you know, information without action is useless. So make sure that you're actually applying the things that you're learning and really aggressively implementing them into your lives, because that's when you're going to see the most effective changes. You have to learn it, implement it, and make it a part of your daily routine. But, you know, also when it comes to resources, especially whether it be a book or people, um, especially people though, you know, you want to be selective about who you're learning from, because, that person needs to not only have the knowledge, right? They also need to carry themselves and conduct themselves in a manner that you would want to emulate, right? Like a person that knows how to make a lot of money, but they treat people terribly. I don't want to learn from that person because while they know how to make a lot of money, I don't want to be a person that, you know, burns bridges everywhere I go. Like I'd rather be a person that people see as a person that helps everyone, right? So if you spend time with that person and start picking up their habits and, you know, doing the things that they do, you're going to risk turning into that person, which is going to be counterproductive to what you're trying to do. Um, and, you know, talk about it a lot, and I spoke about it before, but, you know, do not be too proud to ask for help. You know, we rob ourselves for help by deciding um, if other people have time for us, right? And me personally, nothing disappoints me more than talking to someone that I know needed help. And, you know, they finally reach out, and I realize that the reason they took so long to ask for help was because they thought they would annoy me or because they thought I didn't have the time. And my response to them every time, especially to the time thing is like, Hey, that's my decision to make, right? Like if you're looking for someone to help you, 
the worst thing you can do is decide how they get to use their time. That's not your decision. Now, if they tell you that, hey, I don't have time for it right now, it's cool, right? Because maybe they'll help you later or that all that tells you is you need to find someone with the time. But by, you know, deciding that for them, if that person would have said yes, now you would never know because you've already made a decision for them. So don't try to make the decision for the person you want help from. Just make sure that you've done enough of the work prior to seeking their help to make sure that you are using their time effectively. Because what you don't want to do is not about using their time to help you, which is a waste. The only time that their time their time that they use for you is a waste is when you don't go back and implement the things that they taught you. So just make sure you're making the use of their time effective. Um, but, you know, after you identify those resources that can help, you, you know, I'd recommend sitting down and creating some smart goals for yourself to, to help you um, reach your main goal. Right. So this will ensure that you don't get overwhelmed because your goals are specific. They're measurable. They're achievable. They're relevant and they're time bound. Um, so if your goals become financially free, you need to figure out what you need to do to get there. And, you know, there's a segment in my budgeting course that talks about how to create a smart, smart goal when it comes to budgeting and getting your personal finances together. So if you want to learn how to do that for yourself, check out my course and that'll really walk you through that. So next, you know, you want to just make a list of priorities for yourself. And I think this is something that a lot of people need to do, whether it's personal finance or just life in general. I think a lot of us don't even know what our priorities are, but when you have your priorities in place, what this would do is it'll be extremely helpful for you when it comes time to make tough decisions that involve putting your goals at risk of not being accomplished at the end of the day. Like if you know your number one priority is become financially free and you know your last priority is partying with people, well, this weekend when that party comes up and you look at that priority list, if number one isn't complete, you know you aren't doing number 10, right? So that'll help you just kind of sit down and make decisions like, hey, I, I can't do that because it doesn't fall within this this realm. Like if it's not in my top three or my top four, or however you decide that, you know, and it has to be things that you know are going to help push you forward, right? Like <clears throat> spending time in the club isn't going to help you develop as a person. You know, buying every pair of Jordans that comes out isn't really going to help you develop as a person. So if you, it comes to making a decision between things like that, or something that's going to help you grow and become getting a better position than you were yesterday, choose the thing that's going to push you forward. And, um, you know, another thing that I want to address is, you know, I want people to change the language that they use for themselves. You know, stop asking yourself, can you do this, right? Instead, ask, how can I do this? Because this prevents you from doubting whether your goal is possible and shows you that you need just shows you that you just need to find a way to do it because it's possible. So no longer are you questioning your ability to do it. You're just questioning what route do I take to do it? You know, it's possible. And you said you created that possibility through the words that you're using. So make sure when you're creating these goals and you're working towards things that you're always using positive language towards yourself. Don't sow doubt within yourself. There's enough people out here that are going to try to sow doubt in you without you having to self-sabotage. So when it comes down to it, make sure that you believe in yourself and you know, and you're being positive and you're using verbiage that's going to continue to push you forward and use verbiage that's going to push other people forward too. Don't try to sow doubt into people. Try to encourage them to do whatever they're trying to do because that's all part of it. The same way we want people to, you know, encourage us and help us get forward. We have to emulate those same things that we want done to us. And, you know, I just want to, at the you know the end of this so this isn't a long show today i just kind of want to run through a little 
you know, process that can help people start getting on the right track when it comes to their personal finance. But I want to encourage people, you know, to really just be consistent. You know, you, it's hard to see progress if you aren't doing the things every day. And I know a lot of people sit back and they'll say, hey, I've been doing this for this long and I'm not seeing the progress that I want to see. But, you know, you never see it if you stop. Right. So I want to tell people to just be consistent every day, get up and do things that are going to make sure that you're, you know, in a position that you're ahead of yesterday. Right. So when you wake up tomorrow, you should be in a position that you were better than today before you went to sleep. Right. You should be able to go to sleep, lay your head on that pillow every night and feel like you've done something to continue moving towards your goal and nothing's preventing you from or slowing you down from reaching it. You know, and I want to tell people, you know, be encouraged. When it comes to, you know, personal finance and dealing with all these things and, you know, people have their own financial situations and they're dealing with different things, um, be it with their credit or, you know, with with debt, whatever it may be. And those times can get hard, you know, and for people who do develop a growth mindset, one of the things that you'll start to learn very quickly is it gets lonely, right? Because when you start to become the person that's growing, you'll notice that even though you want everyone around you to come with you many people aren't going to want to come with you. And as you continue to grow and develop, you'll notice that, you know, that big crowd that used to always be with you has grown into a very small collection of people. That's okay. You know, don't get discouraged because you feel like people aren't, you know, around you the way they used to, or that you don't have the same relationships that people um, that you used to have, because at the end of the day, you have to make a decision to put yourself first. And I'll never fault anyone for putting themselves in, in a position to continue progressing forward in life because those people that you're worried about, you know, taking care of and making happy aren't going to come and save you when it comes to your personal finances. So you have to make a decision to put yourself first. And if that requires you to, you know, create some space between you and some people, then so be it. Because at the end of the day, you got to be able to look back at yourself and, you know, feel like you made the right decision. And then, you know, lastly, I just want to encourage people to get excited, you know, get excited. Being financially free is one of the best feelings that you can have when you're not looking over your back and wondering, you know, is somebody going to call me looking for this bill today or, you know, hey, can I take this? Well, I know I can take this trip because I have the money there for it. And, you know, you're not going to come back from that trip in more debt than before you left. And, you know, you get to, once you're financially free, you get the opportunity to just start doing a lot more things in life with less worry. And that's a point that I want everyone to get to. So if becoming financially free is a goal for you, you know, get excited because it's it's a place that you need to be and you deserve it. But, you know, you have to start behaving like a person that deserves it. You know, you have to carry yourself and conduct yourself in a manner that shows that you're a person that deserves to be in that position. And once you get there, you know, you're going to be excited. You're going to be thankful. And if you start working on, you know, having a growth mindset and a positive mindset, along with all of these other things, you're going to find yourself starting to help other people get to the position that you're at. And that's what it's all about, being a bridge builder. So at the end of the day, you could be a bridge builder or a bridge burner. I prefer the builder. I'm sure you do too. All right, let's get into smoking. Thank you for listening to The Finance Bruh. If you feel like this episode has added value to you today, then please be sure to go to Amazon and purchase a copy of my book, The In The Smoker Mindset. You can also go to my website at www.inthesmoker.com 
and sign up for my budgeting course. You can also find more information on my financial coaching and credit repair services. And if you really want to help support the brand, you can also purchase some merchandise. Let people know what In The Smoker is about. All right. I hope to see you next week. Let's get into smoking.